You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, secret society, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners. And on today's episode, we are talking about all things King Felix. That's right. Just a brief conversation, just an instant reaction, some instant love, some instant feelings that we have for King Felix after you know, we found out that the Mariners are putting him in the Mariners Hall of Fame. That's right. King Felix is now a Hall of Fame Mariners member. What's that mean? How does that make this us feel? That's what we're talking about here quickly. This episode was recorded at the Phoenix International Airport during one of my layovers with Hanno up in Edmonds. We're just sitting here and chatting about it. We were talking on the phone and we we're like, fuck this. Let's record it. Let's get this on tape. Let's just make our jobs easier. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up so I can get out of the way so you can listen to the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast that's going to start. How about right now? Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. What up, Hannah? What's going on? I Listen, I know we got in a spirited conversation. You better turn those goddamn notifications off. We're trying to be professional here at the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. That's coming to you... Well, at least recorded live and direct from the airport in the Valley of the Sun. That's right. I'm down here at PHX Phoenix Airport. Also known as Sky Harbor. Yeah, also known as Sky Harbor. Also known as some pretty damn good uh, queso cheese nachos. If you, This is the one thing. I know it does suck when you have to uh, do a layover somewhere, but I do have to say Phoenix might have the best pound for pound outside of SeaTac of course I'm not I know there's Ivers up there and stuff like that but uh uh the Phoenix airport you're definitely getting the flavor of this area Yeah I haven't really tried any of the food down at the airport usually when I'm going through it's to stay down there so that's good uh, they have great Mexican food down in that area uh, it's top notch yeah, and we were going to be recording over at Tacos and Tequila. Well, it's called Blanco's Tacos and Tequila, but I'm over at Ivy and Olive. Shout out to them for letting me uh, 
plug my shit in. I look like a conspiracy theorist or like a deep state guy here, you know. But uh, we were going to try to do this before I got out of town at the SeaTac uh, Ballard Brew House, but uh, it, it just didn't happen. And uh, it's pretty cool that SeaTac's got some Ballard stuff in there, but it kind of reminds me of uh, like a hunter's place where you go and you see all of these. Uh, you know, dead animals on the wall. Well, all their pictures and odes to Ballard kind of feels like that in there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They got a lot of Ballard uh, memorabilia. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. But, you know, it's it's definitely, it's got that hipster fake vibe. But I've had a good time down here at the airport with my two-hour layover. In fact, I ran into some people that listen to the show uh like for real we're not just saying this uh i ran into this uh group of people traveling to reno um but they figured out what i was doing here and apparently larry larry's son listens to this show his friends uh his son's name is scott so shout out to scott and larry larry and scott have had a uh tradition a family tradition of going to opening day every single day the only year that they missed going to opening day as a family was in 2020 he also had a, a diagnosis of bladder cancer and that still didn't stop so the only time they've ever gone not gone is 2020 so shout out to larry and scott and now it's a tradition with their grand uh granddaughter and their grandson's very young but uh seems like he's it's going to be there's going to be an expansion that's really awesome to hear i mean the mariner nation is growing sounds like they're adding a new member with their young grandchild um with their tradition of going to opening day that's so cool yeah so shout out to larry and shout out to scott we got some t-shirts coming for you don't worry uh so you know uh a lot has happened since we uh, put out our episode earlier today. Well, not really a lot. I guess the biggest thing that we missed out on, and I do not know how we missed out on this, was uh, the Mariners uh, Hatback uh, Bar and Grill special last night, hosted by Rick Riz and Gary Hill. Oh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Tell me about it. Did they go in-depth on the Mariner offseason? It's definitely a puff piece, but it feels like, uh, you know, one of these introductions that here's Justin Hollander, our new GM, kind of echoing all of the things that Jerry has to say. I kind of feel like it's like, <laughs> I kind of felt, I mean, I do agree, and I think at some point we have to sit there and go, what do we have? Let's be thankful for what we have, and let's celebrate what we have and how that's going to look going forward. But at the same time, it kind of feels like Jerry shoves a guy on stage and was like, Here, here's the cue cards. Here's the notes, Justin. Good luck, because he was kind of echoing the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so to me, it sounds like we have Jerry in charge, and then we have many me, many Jerry. Kind of, yeah. I mean, yes. Because all these trades and acquisitions, it seems like this guy's now taking credit for them, where I thought Jerry was. But again, they, they told us this is the GM, and Jerry is the president of operations. Uh, but it was pretty cool. I actually, I'm, I'm, you know, I was just up there with you, and I... There's part of this FOMO, some of this disappointment when we weren't down there. Rick Riz said he was buying drinks, too. 
So that part of it, I'm a, I'm a little bummed out that we didn't go to. But there's, I didn't listen to the back half or finish the back half yet. But Ryan Roland Smith, we got uh, Justin Hollander, uh, Gary Hill, who's always fun and full of stats, and uh, of course Rick Riz, the master of ceremonies. Absolutely, I mean Rick, he's a he's one of a kind, great Mariner announcer. I mean, I've always heard rumors that he used to go over to old Swanee's after the games and have a pop or two. So that would have been cool to get there and have a old Rick Riz, uh, buy a pop. That's, that's cool. Let's get right into it. I know that the big conversation you and I were having and we were like, let's get it on tape. Let's get it going. You know, you have a layover. Let's do this is, uh, we wanted to talk about the big announcement, Felix Hernandez going into the Mariners hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's due. I mean, there was rumors out there that Felix didn't get along well with the Mariners brass, you know, before they brought him back last year to throw out the first pitch. And it seems like some of those fences have, have been mended. So it's quite the honor. It's, uh, it's time and uh, so happy. And it's going to be another great weekend, just like it was this previous year with having each row inducted. It's going to be just the same and be outstanding to have Felix in the Mariner Hall of Fame. Yes, that does sound like a night, August 12th, that I am going to be making some money on my season tickets, but also sneaking in there just like I did on the Ichiro one. No, it, it is. I'm so glad they mended their fences. You know, in Seattle sports, one, of course, we've lost the Sonics, right? Uh, but particular players have been very involved and still here in the culture, including Kevin Durant, you know? Um, but... Especially with the Seahawks, though, you think about the Shermans. He's now back in the fold. You, you know, Earl. I mean, now we just got rid of Russ, and you know how that is. And then, you know, with the Mariners in the in the last decade or so, there's been some hard feelings, especially with Kyle Seeger and Felix Hernandez. And Felix Hernandez, uh, so deserved, uh, well-deserved. I think if he's pitching right now the way the game is right now, you know, 10 years later, where he started his career, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, uh, an MLB Hall of Famer. And, you know, his his uh, stretch there of about seven to eight years, I don't, you couldn't find a better pitcher. And I feel so bad for him because he played on the shittiest Mariners teams. He kind of just reminds me of this kid that, you know, that's like, you know, like when we were growing up in the 90s and it was like you'd see people that – that were like, man, I belonged in the 70s. I belonged in the 60s or 70s. Felix belonged right now, you know, with the way the baseball is played, just all around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at the names that are in the Mariners Hall of Fame, you have Alvin Davis, Dave Niehaus, Jay Buhner, Edgar, Randy, Dan the Man Wilson, Sweet Lou, Jamie Moyer Jr., and of course, Ichiro last year. I mean, this makes all the sense in the world to add Felix to it. Um, it makes me think, you know, since we're talking about it, you know, like who possibly could be next? You know, I was thinking about it. You just mentioned Seeger. I, you know, I'm not quite ready for that. I'm going to ask you here who you think might be the next uh, Mariner to go into the Hall of Fame. But you also mentioned a name that I think probably should be the next Mariner into the Mariner Hall of Fame, and that's Mariner announcer Rick Riz. Yeah, I, absolutely. I believe Rick Riz should be put in there, and it would be nice to have him put in there very early on. I, 
you know, uh, let him have these accolades. I, I always felt like we started this Mariners Hall of Fame a little bit, not too late, but, I mean, it's just what happens when an organization doesn't start, you know, later in the, you know, conception of the game. But uh, I also, I would, yes, I would love to see Rick Riz in there for sure. Absolutely love Rick Riz. Uh, and another player that I think goes under the radar I don't know if we put him in the Mariners Hall of Fame. God, you're saying who should it be? I I just had a really, you know, there's two other guys. Okay. Mike Blowers, Raul Abanez. They're cusp Hall of Fame players, but Mariners Hall of Fame players. But I, I just think they th- those are two under-the-radar players that I really, really, really enjoyed. Hey, I mean... Raul Abanez, I mean, I used to call him the camel out there and left, you know, he just, he bugged me. He wasn't the most athletic, but he, he did a nice job. And he is a, he's a, he was a great mayor. Mike Blowers, I, I'm with you there. I loved him. I played third base. I grew up watching him. I love the way he played. I love the hat in the back of his back pocket when he was up to bat folded. I love his big time grand slams. And now I get to hear him all the time on the Mariner broadcast. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's a good idea. And this isn't the Major League Hall Hall of Fame where we're going by numbers. We're going by the impact on the organization. I think you put me on the spot right there. Uh, yeah. Maybe I could see your. I definitely could see your point on Raul Bonds. His best years were on the Royals, by the way. You know, and I know that. And his bigger moments were on the Yankees. Uh, played a lot of time, and you know, out there in left field. I just always get defensive of him when we talk about. We've never had a good left fielder. We had a good left fielder. We gave him away. Uh, but Mike Blowers, yes, part of you know the the '90s Mariners, also been holding it down for you know 20 years, just about up in the booth. Him and Dave Sims have been up there through some lean, lean, lean times, and he stuck it out. Blowers on baseball, uh, you know, he makes it easy for people that don't even understand baseball. Also went to UW. He, you know, he's a local guy, a Tacoma product. Yeah, I mean. It's, I mean, you're right. He's been there so long that he actually, his career started off calling games with Dave. So, I mean, yeah, he's been around a long time. A lot of fans have grown up with him as an announcer, but you and me grew up with him playing the, the hot corner. The World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. I also feel like if Felix is going is so so does his chaw the chaw in his mouth should uh, definitely you know uh, you know he didn't have the chaw out there on the mound but when it was his day off or he finished up a hard day's work that guy had a big chaw in his mouth. Yeah, absolutely. I always I never needed the announcer or never needed the next inning to know that he was done for the game. The camera would always pan to him in the dugout and he would have his fat dip of cope of probably. Kodiak or Copenhagen in his mouth, and you knew he was done for the day with a dip in his mouth and the towel around his shoulder. Yeah, and he definitely wasn't known 
as a guy that we think about who's got a big chaw in his mouth, right? But he's very under-the-radar, big chaw kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you know, just talking about this and everything, and I know Ichiro didn't have a statue yet um, erected with him being inducted this last year. I'm sure it's coming along the way. Can you picture a Felix Hernandez statue being uh, presented to the community and put out there along with Griffey and Edgar, possibly a statue of him going skyward one knee in the air, just as the, as it showed after his uh, perfect game. I could see something Absolutely. like that happening. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think it's like a into the wild kind of pose or whatever was going on. That pose is so iconic. Griffey's swing was iconic, right? Edgar's Absolutely. stance was iconic, but uh, you got like, I think his stance is right up there with Griffey's. A lot of other players bat like Griffey, and obviously Griffey's, Griffey's God to us, right? He's a God to me. But me too. That, but that pose with Felix Hernandez has turned into, just like the swing man, you know, around in the Seattle stratosphere, you know, it's been on T-shirts. Everybody knows the pose. It's like the crane. It's like the karate kid. Uh, Ichiro's stance, uh, that's another trophy that needs to be out there. But, you know, the King's Court. I mean, he had a, a, an area dedicated to him with shirts and, uh, you know, affordable tickets that got rowdy that kind of had the, you know, vibe of the Seattle Seahawks crowd. Oh, it was, yeah, you're right. It was iconic games that he would pitch the crowd after two strikes, getting up on their feet, chanting for him, you know, the fan that got the big turkey bone during the middle of the game. I mean, it, it was, it was a sight to see what, and a sight what, to be a I part of. about this turkey bone thing? Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing on, on the broadcast that someone would bring down a huge turkey leg and give it to a fan during the game in that section wearing the yellow shirt, the King's Court shirt, and they would show it and he would take a massive bite out of it and probably finish it off throughout the game. <laughs> I did not know anything about that. I mean, Felix, yeah. Felix uh, you know, as a, as a Mariners fan – and a Seattle sports fan, there was always a, a Blue Friday, right? Is that That's where the Seahawks, if you don't follow the Seahawks, that's where everybody is. It's kind of like casual Friday, right? Yeah, that's like an okay day to wear your, your jerseys and your Seattle Seahawks stuff to work. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, working an office or you're a plumber or you're a stripper. It doesn't matter. You have your Seahawks gear going or if you don't have Seahawks gear just something that implemented the colors there also was a uh, Felix day right yeah I mean every time he pitched I mean he didn't have the success per se in his career and I know we'll get into this we'll get that later because he didn't have the run support but every fifth day he went out there you know he was going to give it his all and give you a chance to win I mean there were so many times he lost games one to zero but man that guy was dominant yeah, we're not going to pull up the stats here because we're doing an instant reaction here. We all know what Felix is, what teams he played for. He played for the Mariners. He played all 15 years of his career here. I know he signed with the Braves or signed elsewhere, but he never, I believe he never threw another pitch. 
Yeah, the stat department will have to go to that. I know he was with the Braves and with the Orioles. I think you're right that he never actually threw a pitch. So, yeah, I, but to to be to be exactly correct and check our facts, we're gonna have to go to the stat department. And you don't see that in this day and age. And it's not like Felix played in some other generation. You know, he he's he's been here since the end of the two thousands. Played uh, with us up until damn near you know COVID till the new world. Uh, you know, this is somebody who played for us for fifteen seasons. Fifteen fucking seasons. I mean, we got a stat department. That might be the longest tenured Mariner. Yeah. I mean, when I think of Felix Fernandez, besides on his on-the-field accomplishments, I think of his press conference where he resigned with us and showed the emotion and the love for the city and how, how appreciative he was to be here. I mean, he's just one of the great Mariner pitchers and great Mariner pet players, and it's, it's so exciting that – he is now going to be inducted into the Mariner Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, we need to have a conversation at some day to see if he is a number that should be retired up there with the other three. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there's Griffey, there's Edgar, and there is Jackie. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Oh. You would think Ichiro would be next. You know, possibly a Randy. But I mean, Felix, man, he put he put his heart and soul into this organization in some uh, years where we didn't have the the team around him for him to get the accolades. You know, possibly he's a fringe Hall of Famer that he probably deserves to be in the Hall of Fame if he had that type of team around him to help him out. Absolutely, and there's and you know what, he was a guy that never threatened to leave. He was the guy when he would come out in the seventh or eighth inning and giving up three hits and one run. And he would be the guy, instead of sitting there with the towel over his head and his shit iced up, he was up there with the cha up on the up on on the rail, rooting on his team to get that W. Yeah. I mean, going back talking over this, it brings up memories. I can I can only say I actually sat in the Kings court one time, but that was I'm glad that I got that opportunity because that time during Mariner baseball, that's all that that's all that there was to go to the games for, you know. Yeah, and I just uh talked to the not to stop you around that thought, but I just talked to the uh the uh you know, stat department here in Phoenix and the Felix did not throw another pitch for another team. 2005 through 2019, Felix Hernandez was a Seattle Mariner. Nice. Well, tell that staff department I appreciate it. I'm glad to hear that we have a traveling stat department as well. That's awesome. We do. We do. We have a traveling stat department right here. They're over at Blanco Tacos and Tequila. <laughs> but I'd be remiss if we did not talk about maybe two big things was one, he knew how he had an interesting way of, way of wearing his baseball pants. And number two, he always uh, had a new hairstyle. You know, he was kind of like uh, like like uh, Jennifer Aniston on Friends. He had the the hairstyles before everybody he had the bleach top. He had the braids. He was definitely on the uh, the trending side of that. One of those players that had the, the neck tats that, you know, you didn't see a lot in baseball at the time. Now you see them, it's, it's just a typical thing. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That guy had some flavor and some juice in his style. I mean, I, your his hairstyle. That, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, he he uh, that high and tight, and then he went to kind of the bushy kind of, uh, you know, when Russell Wilson went to the bushy hair type style, you know, with it hanging out the backside of his hat. You know, I mean. That guy had he had some flair to his game, that's for sure. He definitely did, and he de- I, and come on, had the coolest alter ego. I don't know if it was created from the commercials from Copacino uh, Fujikata or Fujikato, uh, or or by himself with the Larry Bernandez character. Yeah, uh, just so many things that he brought to this Mariner Club and. That's just another one in a long list of things. That was a great promo thing that the Mariners did. Yeah, and him throwing out the first pitch at this All-Star game, I have to admit, I did not, I was walking in the stadium when that happened, but I did see it um, on the on the big screen as I was walking in. It definitely brought chills to the back of my neck, maybe a little bit of juice in the eyes. I'm just happy that Felix was there, and they showed him throughout the game up in the press box just going hard like he was doing the 12th man flag at at the Seahawks game. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, we go to these other ballparks. I know you and I have been with a few of them, you know, Wrigley, Yankee Stadium, places like that that's got a lot of tradition with a lot of, you know, statues and a lot of history and, 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 you know, now that our organization is, you know, growing and getting older, it's just so good to see the, these type of players get the recognition that they deserve and, and the accolades and, you know, to, to have this kind of history throughout the stadium. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this guy's imprint, I think, more than any Mariner is left at Safeco slash T-Mobile Park. We've had a lot of good times, you know, prior to that, going into the, into that. You have the 2001 season. But the, the man that went out there, it was his house. Maybe it's the house that Griffey built. You know, maybe it's the home of the 2001, you know, 116-win uh, Mariners. And, of course, what is growing and brewing, which we got all, which we're excited about. That's why we do this podcast. We definitely have to just sit here and uh, take off our caps, or tip our caps, I should say, to the man, Felix Hernandez. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when, you know, Felix was a young teenager before he debuted at 19, listening to sports radio and them checking in on the minor league uh, affiliates that he was playing with and them interviewing uh, someone affiliated with them and them talking about Felix and they'd always describe him as Felix the cat. And I mean, it's just waiting for those couple of years for him to get to the show and man, he never disappointed. So, I mean, Absolutely, he, yeah. he is Mariner baseball and he's you know, he's, he's the ultimate Mariner. He's the ultimate rock and fire on the mound for the Mariners. I know we had Randy Johnson. I know there's Jamie Moore. I know there's a lot of other players. It, maybe the Kirby's. Maybe Logan. Maybe Castillo will, uh, you know, surpass him. I but the, but the bar is very high. I'd love to sit here and do the rest of this show and talk about, you know, the man, the king, King Felix. But uh, I gotta catch my flight. Uh, they're already boarding. Anyways, 
Rye bread and mustard. Anyways, this is the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. Instant reaction to the Mariners putting Felix Hernandez in the Mariners Hall of Fame alongside Alvin Davis, Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey Jr., Dave Niehaus, Dan Wilson. Am I forgetting any of those people? Oh, Ichiro. Uh, you know. Uh, Lou, Jamie Moyer. Yeah, I think yeah, we got them all. Go catch all, your flight. Make sure the stat department gets on board, too. Yeah, so check us out here on the Odyssey app or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And, of course, don't forget to give us those five-star reviews. We love five tool baseball players. But you know what, Hannah? We love nothing more than five-star reviews. Check us out on all the social medias. Hit us up at, on the email at uh, ryebreadandmustard. Mariners podcast. Hanno, I got to wrap this shit up right now. You know what fucking time it is. They've traveled. Charge, charge the, uh, I got to charge the ramp or else they're going to close the gate. We'll see you soon. Later. All right.